what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. For organizations looking to enhance their customer relationships, this is Stepping Up Service. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.TV. This is our ongoing podcast show dealing with the world of customer service, how to deliver outstanding customer service to today's consumers, how to instill a culture of customer service within your organization, regardless of if it's a large corporation, small nonprofit, anything in between, sole proprietorship. Customer service is important to all of us, and this is what we're here to talk about on this ongoing show. We get together every month and talk about one aspect of customer service with some good how-tos, instructions, ideas, and examples that hopefully you can pass along throughout your own organization. And at the end of every episode, we have a tradition of sharing our customer service stories of the month, and that will be shared one story by each of our co-hosts. My name is Alan Jackson uh, with the Jackson Group and by Veris a company that specializes in patient and employee engagement and satisfaction surveys for a variety of industries, but with a real fo- focus in the healthcare field. And my partner in crime, my co-host, as always, ever since episode number one, is Ed Gagnon with Customer Service Solutions. We bring in the experts to talk about these these subjects because that's what Ed's company focuses on is delivering and helping organizations deliver excellent customer service. Ed, how are you today? I'm doing great. How's it going today, Alan? It's doing just fine. Just fine. Uh, I will just give you a little plug before we get started, just because I think it's important for people to know if you like the kind of content we're talking about in the show, uh, or you like some of the ideas and examples that are that are being demonstrated, certainly encourage you to check out Ed's company's website. The company, again, is CSS America, Customer Service Solutions. The website, cssamerica.com. Okay, so Customer Service Solutions cssamerica.com is the website. A lot of great resources, blog posts, signing up for email newsletters, tip of the week, a lot of great, great information there. So if this is your, uh, this is your cup of tea, this kind of topic discussion, we wholeheartedly encourage you to check out his website and get some further information or start a dialogue there as well. So Ed, uh, things been going okay for you. You've been having a good week. Uh, yes, very good week. Uh, had rain last night, which my yard, my plants needed, and it's looking like it might be a pretty good weekend. So all, all is good. All is good. Yeah, we had a really bad yes. rainfall for a couple of hours last night. And uh, yeah. I'm sure the yard is very happy, but I've got quite a bit of work to do this weekend. But before we can get to the weekend, we've got something to talk about, Ed, talking about our topic for today. You know, throughout our show, we we cover a wide variety of topics. And in many of those episodes, we've talked about the actual employee, the person delivering customer service. And, you know, we've talked about some of the interesting traits and things and maybe some practices that those people ought to exhibit or or, or work towards to be really good at customer service. But, you know, I I was talking to somebody just the other day about how communication styles and so many other factors that surround us in the in the business world have evolved and changed over so many years that sometimes the people and the employees that we the skill sets we were looking for 20 years ago may be very very different from the ones we're going to be needing in the future and you bringing up the, the this idea for the topic today uh, got me thinking about you know what are these employees really going to look like that we're needing to design, to develop and de- deliver really good customer service? What do they look like in the future? What does that future employee look like? And so, 
you're going to walk us through this idea of designing the future employee. Tell us what you mean by that and tell us what we're going to do today. Uh, well, yes, definitely mean uh, by the phrase designing the future employee. It's almost like creating a vision, like a lot of organizations create a vision for what they want the employee to be. Uh, but but sometimes, or excuse me, their organization to be, but sometimes uh, the employee, the person actually delivering the service who is uh, woven into the fabric and in many ways is the culture of the company, uh, that person isn't really envisioned as well. It's more about what the product is or what our market penetration is or uh, what do we want to become as an organization. But what we're going to talk about today is what do we want our employees to be like in five years, in 10 years, so we can deliver that great customer experience so we can become the kind of company that we want to become. And just to kind of illustrate what I mean by designing the future employee uh, we're going to play a little game, uh, uh, and when we look at this game, Alan, it's going to be the kind of game you like because it's movie trivia. Oh, you! I mean, yeah, absolutely. So yes. I love it when Ed brings out the games. Uh, the topics are already fascinating enough, Ed, but when you throw the game on top yes. of it, and now you're saying it's a movie-related game, oh my gosh, this is great. This is, this is the best Friday recording ever, so cannot wait. Let's we'll, get started. We'll get- <laughs> Hopefully, you'll say that after you hear the trivia question. Yeah, I hope so. Absolutely. Uh, okay. What I'm going to do is uh, describe a movie, and okay. I want you to tell me the name of that movie. Oh, okay. I think I can do that. Yes. Uh, I will tell you, I, I'm 99% sure none of these movies won Oscars. So mm. uh, that's a little caveat there. That's okay. I'm still uh, up for the, the challenge. W- yeah. All right. Good. Good. Uh, the first movie stars Lee Majors and Lindsay Wagner. And this movie was uh, basically a, a reprise of – and kind of a combination of two television shows of people who had been redesigned and rebuilt to be bigger, faster, stronger. Now, OK, I don't know the exact phrasing of the title, but I know the idea is that it's the $6 million man meeting – uh, the Bionic Woman. Is that Excellent. correct? Uh, yes. And was that the actual name? It was like I knew it was like a TV movie, but it, was that it? Yeah, uh, you're very close, and it might as well have been because I guess they were wanting to make sure they were very clear that all the TV fans uh, knew what movie they were talking about. But it was the return of the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. Okay, the return. All right, so this yes. was them coming back together after being on the TV show for quite a while independently. Okay, great, good. It, it, Exactly. So you're one for one. Let's see if you can get to two for two. Perfect. Uh, this movie uh, starred, starred Anthony Michael Hall and Kelly LeBrock. Yes. And it was a John Hughes film about some high school kids who designed the perfect girl on the computer and created a real life version of her. That would be weird science. Wow, I'm pretty amazed you got that one. That that one I thought would be kind of tough, but you just knocked that one out quick. Nope. I I was actually going to stop you before you even got through the description, <laughs> but I said, "No, let's let them keep rolling with it. That's fine." So. Okay, yeah. well, definitely don't stop me on the last one because I might have ended with the easiest one. I am I am I am I am in, I am seeing a theme by the way running through these oh. movie trivia, so I, I I see where you're heading with this, but yeah, let's keep going. Okay, the last one, a 1974 film starring Gene Wilder and directed by Mel Brooks. Okay, so there is an American grandson of some infamous scientist struggling to prove that he's not insane. Uh, he is invited to Transylvania, where he discovers the process that reanimates a dead body. Uh, and, and this is really no lie, uh, the coincidence involved here. 
in about five hours, I'm going to see the stage production of this at our local community theater, Hickory Community Theater. No, I'm not. Hickory Community Theater, Young Frankenstein has been running the whole month of May. If you're listening to this episode and you happen to be in the Western North Carolina area, please go by and check it out. My wife's on the board, so we, we, we attend the theater quite a bit. So it's Young Frankenstein. You are correct. Yes, absolutely. So what, what, what is that theme that you sensed early on here, Alan? <laughs> there definitely seems to be a theme with those three movies of this idea of building, designing, kind of the perfect person in a way. Yes. Um, you know, whether it's a bionic person, whether it's a, uh, a made-up computer program woman or uh, reanimating somebody, it's, it's this idea of creating this perfect person. Yes, yes, you're you're exactly right. I wish this was a point laden game because you would have maxed out, but no points. Just the sheer satisfaction of going three for three, Alan. I guess I don't have to do. Although I was really yes. looking forward to something quantifiable, yes. but that's fine. That's fine. I can pat myself on the back, and we're okay. Yeah. So, uh, so today's podcast will address creating that future employee, one who's great. That customer service, almost like a combination of the $6 million man, the bionic woman, and with a little bit of weird science, hopefully no monsters. But, <laughs> hopefully uh, not. <laughs> yes. So uh, basically, by designing this future employee, we're going to answer the question, what will be the qualities of great customer service employees uh, in the future? You okay. know, what are those attributes? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe uh, three employee personas. We'll take a break, describe three more so you can view these as individual personas, like individual employees, or you can view it as six different qualities you want in your employees, in your organization in the future. Okay, okay. sure. That the makes first, sense. Great. First, I'm going to call readers. Okay, These are people who are great at um, seeing and reading the other person's emotions beyond the words. So sure, you know, we talk a lot about how you need to be able to read that person's body language, you know, listen to their tone of voice, kind of gauge what's going inside based on what they're conveying outside. But in the future, these readers are also going to be able to gauge emotions via text, Hmm. via tweets, via some social media evaluations like a Yelp or some other type of uh, commentary, some via social media complaints. So these readers are going to be people who can respond in a way as well, not just kind of read tone, read feeling from these more automated or social media delivered uh, customer communications, but they're also going to be excellent at responding via social media, responding in these nonverbal methods with the right emotions using this communication tool. So in the future, there's going to be a premium on communicating with the right tone of voice regardless of whether the customer can actually hear your voice. So that's the first persona, the first quality, readers, regardless of how that communication from comes from the customer, that, that reader is going to be able to understand tone, understand the, the, the feelings behind the message, and then they're also going to be able to communicate back in the right tone in the right way, regardless of what communication vehicle is being used. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you, you explained that. I think uh, when I heard readers, I was thinking maybe – more traditional readers, just people who are better reading text, but you're, you're talking about something a little deeper. It's reading the, the meaning on something, especially as text driven and Twitter posts and all these abbreviated forms of communication. It sounds like what you're talking about is uh, in the future, employees really need to be good readers at reading people's intent and emotions from those texts and knowing how to respond to them as opposed to just being good text readers. Yeah, that, that's an excellent summary because 
today, even if we're face-to-face with people, uh, sometimes it's difficult to really know what's going on in that person's head and what might trigger them and are they upset or not and you know what, what, what is the real situation um, from an emotional standpoint with them. Uh, so it's that much harder when you don't have the facial expressions. It's that, that much harder when you don't hear the tone of voice. So people who have an exceptional talent and not trying to read into some of these texts, some of these social media communications, and responding back in a way that conveys the right tone, they're going to be in great demand because mm-hmm. so many of the communications are going to be that way, and it's just not uh, a skill that a lot of people have. So the more communications and customer service tend that direction, the more these readers and responders are going to be valued. Uh, I think that's great because even even the, both of my boys have cell phones that – you know, they're to use after school if they get home from school and the Texas let us know they're home and we can check in on them as we need to, you know, our 14 our year old when he's at home by himself. And, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes the answers I will get back are very short and somewhat cryptic. And I can't really tell, well, is he having a good day? He seems like he may be mad with the, <laughs> with the response he just gave me. So sure. I think we're talking about that, obviously, from a, a more of a business standpoint. But we get something, uh, something from a customer and you know, they're using some form of new media or social media or something else. We need to know how to read those things. So that's, that's what your reader uh, quality in a future employee comes from. I get it. That, that's great. Very interesting. Yeah. And that, that's the first of these first six. And the second one uh, kind of goes a little bit of a different direction. These folks are called engagers. What, what's okay. your gut reaction when you hear somebody is an engager? What, what kind of ideas pop to mind there, Alan? Uh, when I hear engaging, I think of somebody who is very able, able to just talk with someone, get to know them, kind of have a little bit better, simple, uh, maybe empathizing with them, just getting them to talk, getting them to, to kind of uh, take part in discussions and actions and so on. Yeah, that's that's very good. That's in the direction I'm going here because these engagers are what I would call a proactive provider. Okay. So it is somebody who's not only good at carrying on the conversation, but it's also somebody who is exceptionally good at knowing how to initiate the dialogue in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do I identify using some of my reader skills? How do I identify those folks? who look like they're confused, who look Mm. like they have a need, who look like they need a little bit of help, who look like they might have an issue and some frustration. So engagers are folks who use some of that reading skill, but they're using it to identify those people, proactively go to them. And and think about that example you just had uh, with your children. My daughter's 16 um, as well, so I know all about the smartphones. And I remember I was, uh, this was just a couple days ago, I was walking down the streets here in Charlotte. There was this gentleman just walking down the street, head down, uh, and it was like the parting of the Red Sea. As people (laughs) walked in the other direction, he was not looking where he was going. Everybody was trying to move around him. He had his head down. So in a lot of cases, customers are going to be like, they're going to be in our store, they're going to be in our facility, they're going to be in our location. And in the future, customers will have their heads down, even if their ire is up. Mm-hmm. So there will be a premium on people going and meeting the customer where they are. The engagers are going to have to read those folks. And even if their eyes are down, go and, and try to understand what's going on with that customer and try to proactively initiate that dialogue. I see. Got it. So, so in other words, not be the person that just kind of waits and sits back for someone to approach them or ask them a question. They're almost like seeking out and saying, where do I see someone who – may need some assistance or seems to have an issue or seems to be expressing something 
that I can go ahead and just reach out to and try to help providing for before they may even like realize they need help or before they make the effort themselves. Yes. And, and before all the smartphones, people's eyes were up. Yeah. With the smartphones, <laughs> people's eyes are down. Sure. And so you're going to have to respond without seeing the person's eyes. You're going to have to respond to people who uh, are, are utilizing that smartphone. Their eyes are down, but you have to judge, is, am I interrupting them or is this somebody who's looking for some support, looking for some some help that they need? Yeah, absolutely. I get it. So we've got readers and then we've got engagers so far. So two different yes. types of employees or qualities that employees of the future uh, would be very, very much in demand for the customer service world. So what's right. our, what's our third quality of that future employee? The talkers. Okay. The talkers. talkers. Yes. Okay. Now, if you hear, Hey, Alan, uh, Chris is a talker. Uh, right. What immediately pops to mind when you hear Chris is a talker? Not that we have somebody named Chris who's uh, like manning the control panel right now. Right? Well, first off, I'd say uh, you're a liar because Chris... <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, Chris is a talker. Just uh, uh, unfortunately, when he and I are, are working together, I tend to be the more overpowering uh, communicator. But uh, no, I, when I hear it's a talk, when I hear somebody is a talker, I think of someone who has absolutely no hesitation in saying or getting their sentiment across and talking or engaging people in conversation very, very quickly and easily. Right. And the way I'm defining talkers here for the future employees, a little bit different. The talkers okay. are those bi or multilingual individuals. Hmm. So the, these are folks who can converse in multiple languages. I mean, if we think about all the immigrants coming to the U S the refugees of the world coming to the U.S., I know that there's a lot that come into North Carolina. Absolutely, uh, they, they are making America even more and more of a melting pot. So, in yes. the future, uh, employees who can converse, whether it's in dialogue or in writing, in multiple languages, are going to be an enormous need and oh, enormous wow. demand. Well, you know that's that's been something we've seen over the years that's become more and more important. I mean, even. Even to the point, some of the people we look for in our office, we're always looking for people. If they have that additional skill, we know yes. it could be useful in the future. But I, I totally get what you're saying. I think in the future, I mean, that importance ratchets, ratchets up quite a number of notches because we are getting a lot of different cultures mixed into our, our community. And those are customers. Those are coworkers. Those are people that I know it's easier for them to talk in their native language at times. And I would imagine that their comfort level is going to be, in more cases than not, talking with someone who can help them in their native language as well. Exactly. So having somebody who could do that, I would imagine, would be a really great asset. Yes, definitely. And you can kind of tell by these first three attributes or these first three personas that uh, a lot of these are based on trends that we're seeing that, that are going to continue over time. This trajectory of change in terms of how many customer service interactions are via Twitter or Facebook or uh, some of these other social media means, the trajectory of change and how many people's eyes, the customers are actually down when they're uh, getting that customer experience or the trajectory and the change in the numbers of immigrants or people from other countries coming in who don't speak uh, English. So a lot of what we're talking about here are designing the future employee around those key trends that we're seeing that we know are going to continue. Great. All right. Well, that's our first three. Let's take a quick little break and we'll sure. come back. We'll talk about a few more. We've had readers, engagers, and talkers so far, some features and skill sets that are going to be really important 
for these future employees as we're trying to continuously uh, provide the best customer service we can. Great attributes and great skill sets to keep in mind for those future employees. We're going to take a quick break. We come right back. We'll finish up the conversation. And don't forget, we'll have our stories of the month at the end of the episode as well to share each of us with our customer service story that we've encountered in the last 30 days since we talked last. Stay tuned. You're listening to Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.TV. I'm with the band on TheMesh.TV. Features regional music acts discussing their craft and live performances. Subscribe to I'm with the Band on the Mesh.tv and swim around in the heads of your favorite regional musicians. Hello, this is Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group, a Vivaris company, uh, here with Ed Gagnon from Customer Service Solutions, and we're both here on Stepping Up Service here on the Mesh.tv. Uh, again, I do really encourage you, if you're liking the conversation so far and you think this kind of information is helpful, please go visit cssamerica.com and check out some of the resources and information available on their website. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing as well and you want to go back and maybe you haven't heard previous episodes or you'd like to explore a little bit some of the other conversations we've had, all of the episodes are archived on both iTunes, that's the Apple music player where they also have a podcast store. You can go and search for stepping up service and listen to all of our past episodes. And then you also have them all hosted on the mesh website, which is the mesh.tv T H E M E S H dot TV. Go there. You can listen online to any of the episodes uh, in the past. And I also encourage you to check out some of the other shows that we have available on the mesh network. Uh, we've got some that have to do with uh, entrepreneurship We've got some about leadership. We've got some sports talk shows. We've got some film review shows. We've got a lot of great variety of programs, all of them for free, all ones that you can download and subscribe to at any time. So, Ed, our topic so far has been talking about designing the future employee, those skill sets and attributes that are going to be really helpful for people delivering customer service in the future, skill sets that we ought to be looking for in those employees as we need those roles going forward, too. We talked about readers, we talked about engagers, and we talked about talkers. What's the next, uh, starting off the next set of these attributes for the future employee? Yes. The the fourth persona, the fourth attribute is the tech connectors. Okay. So uh, when you think about tech, you you think, well, maybe it's somebody who's very savvy at technology. And that's basically what I'm getting at here. But but view it almost like they're so savvy at technology that it becomes part of who they are. Uh, In the future, uh, customers are not going to allow the employee to tell them to wait. You know, just wait for a couple days, I'll do some research and I'll get back to you. Or uh, just wait for a few hours and I'll have a coworker call you back. Uh, employees will not be able to wait for their coworkers to research and get back to the customer. So an employee's own IT skills and knowledge will need to be an extension of their skill set. So oftentimes we talk about somebody's skill set and, you know, they're excellent clinically at this or they're excellent uh, at doing programming or they're excellent at selling, but uh, one of the core skill sets for, for anybody who's doing any kind of service or relationship building is going to be technology. So they will have to be able to fast answer a question, identify a need, connect a customer to a resource using technology on the spot. So these tech connectors are people who are going to have to basically find an answer for everything immediately using technology, even if they don't know everything. Mm. 
the weights are going to have to be gone. I've got a great example of this, by the way, that I just encountered even just last week. Um, and it's, we had to make a, a call to a certain company that you probably use on a daily basis. Uh, I think they're in the search engine business or maybe something about finding things online. And I don't know if you're, you may not have ever heard of them. Uh, uh, frugal. Yeah. Something like this. Scott Rams, just like that. I'm trying to remember the name anyway. So I had to call this company because we were doing some migration of email accounts and all with, uh, some, some company restructuring we were doing, you know, the person that got, they, they got me in touch with the person that called me back and set up a time to actually talk. Uh, I could tell he had two sets of skills that he was really good at. One was customer service. He knew how to ask the right questions. He was very friendly. He was very knowledgeable. But he was also, you could tell, a real tech guru. Because even as he's walking me through the steps I had to follow, at one point he said, well, this process should take, uh, just by the system running on its own, the system may take several hours to complete now that we've got it rolling. And I'm thinking to myself, ooh, several hours, I don't like that. But before I even had a chance to say, ooh, several hours, I don't like that, <laughs> he said, you know what, hold on just a second, and let me, let me take care of this right now. And you could hear him just clicking away, typing away, and like 30 seconds later, he said, you know what, I was able to find a way to go ahead and just kind of expedite it. So wow. I pushed it through, you're all done. Wow. Now, whether or not it really would have taken hours, and maybe that's just their wow. language of saying, hey, <laughs> we're going to make it fast. I think the fact is he knew how to get the, the things connected and working, the technology to work. He was very knowledgeable about that, but he also had that customer service skill set. So he didn't say, well, let me go talk to our technician and then they'll do this and I'll call you back when it's done. He was there doing it on the spot while I was talking to him. It was really nice. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great example. That would have been a good story for today. I oh, so. I should have used that. No, I've, uh, got, no, I've already got my little pet peeve story to talk about. So yeah, okay. that's okay. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. You get two stories this month. It's a little bonus for you. Excellent. Well, my story is very short, so you'll have plenty of time for Good. two. So. Awesome. Yeah. Our next uh, attribute uh, is bird dogs. What, uh, what, what is bird dogs? What does that word conjure yeah. up vision-wise for you, Alan? Well, well, vision, obviously, you think of the dogs that are out there you know, that go with hunting and, and trying to track down the bird. The idea is that they have a singular focus. And they will not rest until that bird has been retrieved. That's kind of what you hear. And I, I, I know the more colloquial version of bird dog now is just that you just stay on something until it's done. You, you, you just don't deviate. You don't slack up until that, that job is done. Is that kind of where we're going with this? Definitely, definitely. And this actually ties in really well to the example that you just gave uh, a minute ago, because the bird dogs are those who are going to own the issues until resolution. Uh, in the future, you, the employee, will be the company to the customer. I mean, right. you are the company. Customers are not going to accept handoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many companies now where, okay, if there's an issue, person A gives it to B, B does this processing, they give it to C, C gives it back to A, and then they follow up with the customer. No, that's not the way it's going to work. There's going to be such a premium on speed, such a premium on one touch that the, the handoffs are going to have to be eliminated, which is going to require that the employees of the future are bird dogs. They, they uh, as, as customers, are going to only accept you fixing their problem. They're not going to accept handoffs. So bird dogs will be in big demand. I can, I'm so happy about that, too. <laughs> I mean, I really am. That's what I think... You know, if you had asked me 10 years ago, you know, well, what I, what I want out of a perfect customer service uh, situation, 
I wouldn't have thought about this whole idea of one person kind of being my bird dog through the process because I was, that was so foreign. It was always, well, go from this department to this department and this person's going to get you to this point. But now thinking back to it, it's like, that's what I've wanted all these years is I just want to know that somebody's going to take that problem, take that need and just walk it all the way through, you know, and make sure it gets us to the end. That's, that's perfect. And I think you're right. The people who can do that, the people who can demonstrate that kind of skill set and that kind of persistence and the cross section of skills and knowledge they have to make it work. Extremely valuable, extremely valuable, especially with so many online services and companies that we have today. Yeah. And when you say get it to the end or, or get that, that issue resolved to the end, that brings us to the end of our 6%. Ah, uh, I see what you did one. there. Very I nice. I tried to do a little segue. Yeah, there, that so. was nice. It was clever. Good, good. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the last one, uh, the last quality you want to see in your employees of the future, uh, that, that last sample persona is the outsider. Okay. Uh, when you hear about the outsider, Alan, what kind of uh, images uh, pop in your mind? Um, well, you know, I, again, I'm thinking movies. So, of course, I'm thinking the outsiders, kind of the outcasts, the people that are not necessarily in the immediate circle of – the community or friends or something like that. Just people a little, little on the fringe, a little outside of a situation, outside of a group, outside of a team. Yeah. And this one is kind of like uh, the conversation we had about the talkers. The term kind of makes you think of something different than what we're really getting at here. Okay. Uh, But I kind of like that because the way you phrase that, because the outsiders, the way I'm defining it is these are people who look outside themselves to, the, to have an impact on others. Mm-hmm. So they're not focused on me. Uh, in the future, these customer service employees will be the most selfless of people wow. because they are constantly looking for others to help. They're looking for others to serve. They are looking for others to, to calm down. They are looking for others to retain and, and help make more loyal. So they, there's a big difference there. So many customer service representatives today are good when they're asked a question. They're good when they're given an issue, they're good when they have to react. But the outsiders are those folks who are very, very selfless. You know, they are all about helping others, giving others, calming others, and in the end, retaining others. Interesting. So thinking always outside, because I mean, you hear a lot of talk about how the generations today that are that the younger generations are very self-centered kind of social media helps drive that. It's all about posting what I'm doing and showing right. everybody what I'm eating and all that. You're saying, that really those future great employee skill sets for customer service are the people who aren't thinking about themselves. It's thinking about the impact they're having on others and always thinking outside at those people uh, around them. Yes. Yes. And that, that helps because if you're going to be a bird dog, you got to care about the person that you're bird dogging for. If you're going to be a tech connector, you got to care about being an expert at your technology so you can serve the customers. If you're going to be an engager, you have to care enough to want to go up to that person. If you have to be a reader, you have to care enough about their feelings to try to read them and their feelings of that of that customer to try to communicate back. So it's almost like that outsider's piece is core to virtually every other aspect of the, uh, of the future employee. Well, I can definitely see that because, I mean, really where everything else has got a little bit more of a, a tactical skill to it, all the yes. other five, this one is really kind of more of a overall this needs to be your philosophy, you yes. know, of that employee in a way. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so to design the great customer service employee of the future, make someone who's a reader, an engager, a talker, a tech connector, a bird dog, an outsider. Uh, I, I mean, imagine 
someone, Alan, who can communicate with the right tone, convey the right message using any communication method and do it in multiple languages. Mm. Imagine that that person is someone who is selfless, who is constantly looking for others to serve, who reads them very, very well, initiates important conversations with them. Imagine someone who doesn't know everything, but they use technology to quickly answer and address everything And imagine that same person being your personal one-stop shop for resolutions to any issue. So if you can imagine all that weaved into one person, then you just imagine the customer service employee of the future. Wow. And that's the person I want to work with all the time. (laughs) So, I mean, really, yeah, that's it. That's amazing. Now, of course, you know, people may be listening to this and saying, okay, yeah, am I really going to find somebody who fits all six of those skill attributes? And we realize, I think, Ed, you even said at the beginning, yeah, we're not saying that, you know, you have to have all six of these to be a really good customer service rep, but these are the skill sets that are needed. Yes. And the, 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 the best customer service people, it sounds like we're going to see in the future, are ones that have as many of these skills as humanly possible conveyed by them. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. I mean, in a perfect world, all employees will have all these attributes. But the reality is you you want to hire in people with several of these attributes. You know, they're they're multilingual already. They're the outsiders already. They have that kind of bird dog orientation already. And then you're going to train them on some of those more, like you say, tactical or skill oriented things that they need to be better about. How do you effectively read and react to social media communications with customers? How do you become an effective tech connector with the kind of technology your organization uses? So, yes, it's. It'll be very tough to find everybody who has everything right off the bat, but there are some core certain values and attributes you look for, and then you have a plan in place to try to build the skill sets uh, of your employees around some of these other areas that they might not have coming into your company. I think that's great. This is really, really helpful. I mean, honestly, I'm writing down these notes because, you know, as as I have my own organization, and obviously we, we... always looking to grow and add new resources in the future. And you've, you've hit them on the head. These are things I can honestly see the real value and need for with anybody who's working with our clients or projects in the future. So that's great. Right. Very, very yeah. helpful. That's uh, talking about designing the future employee, our topic for today's episode. Now, before we do close up here, we do have our stories to share. These are our customer service stories of the month. Ed and I both are out and about and experiencing things on a daily basis. And we try to gleam one story, positive or negative, from the last 30 days that we want to share and use as a good teaching tool to everybody listening. So, Ed, you said yours was quick. Would you mind? You want to go ahead and knock yours out then? Sure. Very simple. Uh, In the lobby of uh, the offices uh, where I work, I went up to the receptionist at the front desk with a letter Uh, I said, um, I have this letter to mail out. Has the uh, uh, post office come yet? Has the mailman come yet? Uh, And she said, oh, uh, actually, she just came. And I said, oh, that's okay. I can take it down to the blue box. They pick up at 3 o'clock. She said, no, wait, wait, wait just a second. Let me have the letter. She grabbed the letter. She ran to the elevator, uh, pushed the button. The doors opened, and there were about three people in the elevator, one of which was the uh, the postal worker. She put the letter in the box, smiled, waved, and then ran back uh, to to her desk. Uh, just to give you a sense of proximity, mm-hmm. she's standing three feet in front of me. The, the elevators are 10 feet behind me. Mm-hmm. So I literally could have just turned around and walked and done what she did. Or I yeah. could have gone downstairs five minutes later and put it in the blue box. But she grabbed 
the letter. She ran to the elevator. She put it in. She smiled at the post office person. She ran back to her desk. And just something little like that, where, granted, it was not that big a deal for me, the customer, uh, to actually do this on my own. Sure. But she wanted to do it. She ran, <laughs> which is something you don't see a lot of people do nowadays for a customer. But she mm-hmm. ran there to do it, and she ran back. And it's just one of these examples where just very simple, very positive, but it showed that I mattered to her. She didn't care what the letter was about. You know, she could save me two minutes or 20 seconds or 10 feet of walking. She wanted to do it. So it conveyed, it showed there was a great attitude there behind the action. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you're right. It's just a, such a simple thing, but it's, it makes you, you remember it. You are now talking yes. about it to me, and that's obviously uh, made a big impact on your, your overall experience there. That's great. Yes. Yeah, how many times do employees run for you? <laughs> not, they, they, not often yeah. enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, not often enough. And unfortunately, sometimes, as you know, my hang up sometimes in these big hardware stores is uh, I actually almost maybe see them running away from uh, me when I'm coming down an aisle. It seems like anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, mine is a uh, it's a very it's a very tactical feedback for people, and it's something I won't. Anybody listening to this podcast that if you have a shop, a store, a general, anywhere where the general public comes in or out and experiences your service or, or whatever it may be, I want you to do something the next moment you have. I was at a facility last night, uh, just because I don't want to sound like a broken record. I'm not going to say what this facility was, this particular place <laughs> of service and entertainment, but you've heard me talk about these places many, many times before. Um, and I was looking around as I was standing in the lobby waiting to go into the movie. Oh, I guess I just gave it away. So it was a movie theater. And I'm looking around and I happened to notice a few things. I noticed signs. I noticed uh, typed out sheets of paper signs all over the place. And I started reading these signs. And this is the kind of general tone of these signs. No outside food, exclamation point, with no underlined. One refill per purchase only with exclamation point only underlined. These are taped up in different places. These are the kind of messages that are being shared. Okay. And it made me think about too. I know I got in a conversation with somebody from even um, a, a, a government office here in town that I actually gave them some feedback and luckily they have changed this since then. But I remember there being a counter at this one office that had a big bold sign sitting on the top of the counter that said, no applications accepted after 4 p.m., exclamation point. And I told them, I said, do you understand what that tone is sounding like? It's sounding like you're yelling at me and you're telling me how dare you bring something by after 4 p.m., even though this whole office is open until 5. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the whole point is that they're, wow. they're making a big point of we don't want to take any applications after 4 p.m. Luckily, at this government office, they have since changed that sign. Now I need to work on this other establishment to change their <laughs> signs. But it's just, I know what they're trying to do. They have rules. They have things that they want to make sure uh, visitors and customers know. But I do think that the signage and the verbiage used in those signs, if you're using all caps letters, if you're using the negative language of no outside food, only one refill per customer, and you're underlining and you're putting exclamation points on it, the message is that you're basically reprimanding and talking down to your customers before they've even done anything. And uh, right. that really, really bugs me. It's a pet peeve of mine. And I think it just creates in the customer a very 
put down, down, you know, downtrodden feel as soon as you walk into a place like that. So anyway, yeah. uh, condescending, I, yeah. all, the, all those kind of words come to mind. And I'm sure it's one of those things where sometimes it's just over the years, these signs have accumulated and people maybe don't stand back and really look at what message they're conveying. So that's why I'm saying anybody listening that has a store or shop or any place where the public can comes in, step outside and walk in and look around and see, do you have any of those messages that could be shouting at your customers? Cause I guarantee you that's not probably having the intended effect. There's ways to communicate those messages in a very polished, positive, more pleasing manner. That doesn't sound like you're reprimanding them. So, yeah, yeah. that's an interesting story. And it actually ties in a lot to the reader. We talked about how, you know, what you convey, if you don't have the body language or the voice, it is purely by writing and people are going to, you know, react to what they perceive as the emotion or the message behind it. So there might have been a very innocent way that person would have communicated that face to face. But the way they communicate in writing sounds like just like you're saying, they're chastising every customer who walks in when it may be less than one percent that does it. Uh, and it just creates a negative experience, a negative atmosphere. Yeah, abs- you're absolutely. That's exactly how I feel. And I mean, I even found myself as I went up to the concession stand to buy something, I'm thinking, okay, well, I can only get one refill of this drink. So I need to go and really be thinking careful. And it, it made me feel like a child. And I'm just like, right. you know, this isn't the way I should be feeling when I'm the one coming in and paying money to for your establishment. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, good topic today. Designing the future employees, some six great attributes to keep in mind for those customer service employees that we need in the future. Um, And then we had some great stories and examples, both of them very simple. That's the thing is that both of our stories were very simple actions or very simple things to fix, but they do make a big impact for sure. Uh, This has been Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.TV. Again, I remind you to check out the website for TheMesh.TV if you want to see past episodes Uh, If you want to have a dialogue with us, you can always click on the contact button and send us an email Um, or just to uh, just to go back, listen to old episodes and kind of explore some other shows that are available on the network as well. All of our uh, mesh podcasts are available on Apple iTunes. They're also available on Stitcher radio. You can go and search and download them to your your podcast or streaming app of choice. And we try to make ourselves as available as possible. So if there's a service that maybe uh, you use and we're not on there, let us know. And we'd love to try to add our show on that service as well. So Ed's at Customer Service Solutions. That's CSSAmerica.com. You can find me at The Jackson Group, which is a Bavaris company. The Jackson Group is TheJacksonGroup.com, and uh, where we conduct employee and customer satisfaction surveys. Ed's working on customer service every day with many organizations. Uh, Feel free to look us up and contact us if there's anything we can help you with. Ed, I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for your time today. Thanks. Really enjoyed it, Alan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Same here. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next month. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.